Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Our text that we shall briefly consider this morning comes from Psalm 119, verses 9 through 11. How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Here ends the reading of the text. You may be seated. In Christ Jesus, whose word has been stored up in your heart, so that you might live under him in his kingdom and serve him in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness, dear fellow redeemed. I'm going to make a confession to you about my sinful path that I followed when I was about 19 years old. I had been baptized and confirmed in the Lutheran Church. I attended Lutheran schools from first grade to the first year of college. But I was becoming disillusioned with my Lutheran upbringing. Because, you see, I wanted to expunge from myself all my hypocrisy, which I knew, and my repetitive sinning. And I thought I was ill-equipped by the Lutheran instruction I received. So, I looked to a law-oriented theology. However, the more I did, the more I observed my same old hypocrisies and sinfulness, discovering even new ones, these things were not going away like I thought they would after I switched to a more law-based religion. And Luther's explanation of the third article during that whole time period, which I memorized in my youth, came back to me again and again. From that third article explanation, I would hear in my head, I cannot, by my own reason or strength, believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him. But the Holy Ghost has called me by the gospel. And in this Christian church, he daily and richly forgives me and all believers all our sins. You see, I thought I was doing the right thing. I was getting into the word. It was not working. And Luther's explanation kept underscoring this for me. Our 
text is sadly misunderstood as endorsing such a law-based approach of getting into the word. But you see, we are not called upon to get into the word of God. Rather, we are called upon to let the word get into us. Paul, writing to the Colossians, says this, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Thinking that you can beat sin out of yourself with the hammering away of the law against it with will always be fruitless. Rather, letting the word of Christ, the proclamation of God's love for you and his son, who he willingly gave up as sacrifice for all your sin, to have that proclamation come and dwell in you richly causes you, the believer, to delight in the law of God. We will not stop sinning as this word dwells in us, but through it we are forgiven daily and given peace daily, receiving life and salvation, full and free for Jesus' sake alone. How can a young man keep his path pure? By guarding it with those precious words of life in Christ Jesus. Have you hidden God's sayings in your heart, which declares you forgiven, so that you may not sin against him? Mary, the mother of our Lord, did when she pondered, we are told, all these things in her heart. And this is your only strength against sin in this life. Jesus once said to his enemies among the religious leaders in Jerusalem, who certainly got into the word, seeking to make themselves right through the law, he said to them, you search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, and it is they that bear witness about me, and yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. They were ever, ever so close as I was at age 19. But they approached the word in that wrong way. The word of Christ, the gospel, needed to dwell in them richly. And it was there throughout all the Old Testament scriptures. Try as you will to get yourself to start behaving better. Getting into the word of God, as I did, will always fail. You see, you can do nothing. Rather, let God get into you by the means he has established so that he will give you freely of his blessings in his son. Always watch out for who is the subject of your salvation sentences. If it is you, if you're the subject of the sentence regarding your salvation, 
you're in trouble. Because it, it never works. It never produces what you would like it to produce. Rather, if, if God is the subject of your salvation sentences, your gracious Lord, then you are safe here in time and for all eternity. We rightly seek the righteousness of our Lord and desire not to sin against him. Therefore, we need to hear and heed the law to be sure. But if you are looking to be sanctified as God intends, you need to let the word of Christ, the gospel, dwell in you richly. And you do that by living a sacramental life. Constantly you need to return to the washing that you received through the gracious waters of life in your holy baptism. There you were made a new creation in Christ and the old has gone. You need to hear this word of Christ regularly proclaimed to you that all your sins are forgiven for Jesus' sake. And that powerful word must come to you from outside yourself. Because remember, you carry with you one of the arch enemies, your old sinful nature. And you need, when well prepared, to receive the precious meal of Jesus' true body given and true blood shed for the forgiveness of all your sins. This is how Christ dwells in you richly. And by these appointed means alone, you are sanctified and found to be right and holy before God in heaven. If you have sinned against the ways of our gracious Lord, like I had as a young man, trying to make yourself right in order to present yourself acceptable to God, you are forgiven. Jesus paid for that sin too when he was on the cross for you. It gives special meaning to those familiar words of Jesus, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, you will find rest for your souls. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Your labor to be right with God has all been accomplished for you by Jesus. Now, set free by him, you get to fulfill the righteous commands with joyful delight. Amen.